Reshem Hashem We are in chapter 15 of the Misat Yesharim. And we're talking about abstinence. Uh, it says, So, guys, one important part of become whole, becoming holy in Judaism is if, I'm sorry, every physical pleasure that comes your way, you just, like an animal, partake in it, you're not considered a holy person. And like I said many times, every time we make a blessing, we say, Asher kidishanu b'mitzvotav, right? The goal of every mitzvah is to make us holy. Holy means what? Separate. So, gluttony and satisfying every one of your nerves, nerve endings, God forbid, like an animal, is the antithesis of holiness. How do we, what are the, the concrete steps that we take to become parush? You have to see how dangerous. I mean, last week our class was that it's heartbreaking. You know, sometimes when you know too many things about too many people as a rabbi of a big a leader in the community, how many people have overdosed and died from drugs? You know, it's kind of like a lot of these um, different pleasures we have. In the beginning, it seems very innocent, right? I'll take the drug once. But in the end of the day, you become addicted and it becomes dangerous. So the step number one is to know that these innocent um, addictions could lead to very terrible, terrible results. And and the worst case scenario is death. It says, unfortunately, our body is also addicted. You know that... Um, we have an addictive body. Yeah, yeah, we have an addictive body. Which means, and especially according to your DNA, which means some people's genetics are predisposed to become alcoholic. Which means some people could have a beer, but doesn't mean that their body's going to crave it. They, they know how to be in moderation. But some people, it's so dangerous for them because they're... Um, uh, they wanted that they'll drink once and then they can't. They can't. Stop. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it says, he says, and and that's why you have literally billions upon billions of dollars of alcohol. Uh, anonymous, the pharmaceutical companies to detox people. My own brother-in-law in Baltimore owns three uh, rehabs for people that need to get off their heroin addiction. And God knows what are those pills that every that's destroying America? Fentanyl, fentanyl, and all these and the painkillers and. It's, it's, you know, by the way, you know what? This is the mother of all sin. How did Satan bring death into the world? He showed that Eve, the fruit, the forbidden fruit is very juicy and like Hollywood. It's like, you know, it's, it has these flashing neon, you know, and she became mesmerized that, oh, you know, you know, us human beings, Unfortunately, God, we don't know how many pro, uh, permitted fruits that were in the Garden of Eden, but I would imagine it was in the hundreds of thousands. But we always want to go to that one that is off limits and brings death, you know? And 
it's it's important kabbalistically. Rav Sadak Cohen explains this in the deepest echelons of Kabbalah. That's why kosher is so important because death and destruction that we got kicked out of Gan Eden. Essentially, we ate a forbidden, a non-kosher fruit. Right? God said, "This tree is not kosher. Don't eat it." Right? And um, perhaps in our modern halacha, I was going to give a fascinating class actually because it's a, it's a, it's actually a whole. Somebody that wants to do tshuva, right? It's a big machlokus between Rav Moshe Feinstein and Rav Yaakov Ruderman. And different poskim. If a person wants to take the first step to become closer to God, should he first keep Shabbat or first keep kosher? Kosher. Kosher. So, there's different things, but you, you see that... Both. No, no. We, we, a person has to take it step by step. Because if you take too much... You'd be kosher so hard. Exactly. So... I, I just want you guys to keep there there are people that say that um kosher. And like we said, But once you understand that all these drugs and physical pleasures are really empty, they're empty balloons. Guys, I, I'm sorry to tell you. I have to say this, even though it's distasteful to say it. Um Maybe I shouldn't say it, but sometimes in shul, people sponsor and different synagogues or outreach Jewish organizations on a given month spend sometimes even in in the tens of thousands of dollars to give good food on Shabbat and so people come. And then you see some people that are so gluttonous, they take a whole tray of sushi, right? What? No, and they throw it away. Which means, it's a sickness actually. Guys, there comes a point in time where there's a reason that our, our stomachs have a certain limit, you know? I just want to let you know that the vast majority of sickness, any type of sickness, you name it. It's by eating. Yeah, it's by eating. It's eating. No, either stress, right? But, but people that are, they stress, they eat a lot. Yeah, exactly. So it's connected. But I'm telling you, there's this documentary. It's unbelievable. Food is a drug. Yeah, food is a drug. Exactly. So it says that once you get enlightened, guys, like the Tanya says, our whole mission in this world is to overcome our nefesh Bahamas, right? We can't be an animal, right? You have to ask, you have to look yourself in the mirror every day. And say today, do I want to act like an angel or animal? It's up to you. Believe me. I have a, a, a cousin. Literally, I've become his free life coach. And sometimes I, I, I think I had to retire because it was taking too much of my time. But in the end of the day, you have to be empowered to know. Greatness lies within you. And nobody can make yourself complete and whole and holy and angelic and godly except you. You're a very powerful mind. We have yeah. To, yeah. We... We don't use our potential and we just become servants to the Satan. But once you become enlightened and realize that this Satan that wants you to become drowned in different pleasures, doesn't matter. Some people, I'll tell you beautiful Dvar Torah from my Rebbe, Harav Eliezer ben David, the Talmud of the Chazanish. He says, Right? God should bless you and watch over you. Why does it right after Hashem blesses you so it says in the Midrash like this, Hashem, when He blesses you, it's a double-edged sword. It's very good you got blessed. 
But then he has to watch over you. Because imagine God blesses somebody with a billion dollars. Do you know how much bad bakhti comes to these lotto winners? They don't know. Lot of, they don't know what to do. So it says, God should bless you, but watch over you that you shouldn't. First of all, the worst thing that could happen, even if you use the mind, invest the money safely, is you become Balgava. You get think you think you're Khoda. All your old friends you throw in the trash. You're old. You don't think this happens in our community every day? You you don't think your old cousins since they don't I, I have it to my best friend like I know this guy for like ten years <laughs> he came rich and then I see him in the elevator and then he doesn't say hi like, like Tony hi like, yeah he say hi to me that's why it says that's why it says not when you bracha people you shot this kavana uh-huh. getting blessed but then losing asan farmushim going to you don't you you think you never forget your you become corrupted money corrupts no you think you think you're above. You think you're above That's why it says in the bracha, when, in the most important bracha that we, the Kohanim bless us, the, the Kohanim that bless us, it's the same thing here. Guys, we are living in a society where there was never so much blessing in the world, right? I think money messed up the world. I, I, I think money. Yeah, well, when the Jews don't live in a ghetto, and when, the, when, when, it, when people have access, too much money, too much pleasure, too much, they lose it. They lose it. So that's, that, one of the ways of being an abstinent person to realize is that in the end of the day, guys, I mean, if you eat, and I'm sorry, we're, we're, we're in a book, we're in a room with thousands of holy books, but in the end of the day, the more you, you eat, you the more, eat. the more you eat, the more fodder it is for the, when you die after under 20 years, the worms are going to eat more. You know what I'm saying? It's, there's, it's only, Medically, it's bad for you. Health-wise, it's bad for you. And it also makes you less holy, the more physical you are. Hmm. We have to use and not abuse God's blessings. That's, so, it says, That's why you should be disgusted. When people overindulge, it should be disgusting to you. Because it's the anti of holiness. A, ho- a Jew is meant to be holy. That's why in the beginning of this chapter, when he talks about abstinence, he says, Perushim to you, Another synonym for being abstinent is being holy. Because holy is a very ambiguous, what, what does it mean? Holy means you have holes in your socks, what does it mean to be holy? It's a very ambiguous term, right? So, chazal, our chachamim, give a very concrete, um, framework to it. To be holy, one of the synonyms of holiness is to be abstinent, right? You, like there's, you know, there's, you know what the tanit of the rivet is? The rivet was the main arguer on the Rambam. The rivet says, let's say you're eating your favorite food, juju kebab, oh, 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 with all that saffron. And then you take the last piece, you, you'd love to indulge and eat it. You don't eat it, it's like you did a thousand fast. Because you're so addicted to it, and you could eat it, and you want to eat it. Judaism is all about putting the brakes. Just because there's been so many weddings, thank God, in my family and my students. Do you know one of, you know what, you, one of the main, main tenets and foundations of Judaism is putting the brakes. Having this un, superhuman, unnatural self-control. Do you know it? Self-control what? I'm going to explain to you. I'm going to give you the best example in the world. Uh, a Jewish boy and girl, there's something called dambetulim, Right? So can you imagine a guy for 25 years, he's never touched a woman because he's Shomer Nagia. 
And the night of his wedding, the first time he sleeps with his wife, since there's a potential of Dam Bedulim, for 11, 12 days, he has to separate from her. What's Madulim? Dam Bedulim, I'll tell you off camera. The virginity. I, I can't, it's not the subject, but can you imagine? These two people, they, they did it one time with each other, and then they... So my Rebbe, Harav Eliezer ben David, he said he was a general, he was also a big, uh, he also went to the Israeli army. He told this to the non-religious generals, they didn't believe him. But when they actually went and researched it, that this is what the Allah is, they said, it's, it's something, it's something that the secular Israeli generals cannot understand how such a person could have such a noble and supernatural, you know, self-control. And it says, he says it's all sheker, it's all false. Overindulgence is killing you. It's it. See, that's we we always have to reframe what true pleasure is. You understand? If, if by you eating ten times more uh, than you need, don't think you're doing your body a favor, anybody a favor. You're making your body animalistic, and it can't accept the light of shekhinah, spirituality, right? Because you know when you eat too much, you become heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And then your body doesn't... Not you you get digestive eat. problems, you get heartburn, you get a million different things. So, it says, and we're just going to do one more chapter and finish with this because we have to go to the main class. He says, what could be more dangerous than eating, overeating, gluttony? Guys, there's a reason God created our mouths so small and our Something is right. We're not elephants. And it says, and at the end of the day, it just goes to the diet. It says, it's just, even the most wonderful food, which is good to have on Shabbat, but, I mean, in, in the final analysis, how much pleasure are you having from it? Right? You taste it for a minute, and it's gone. It says, in the end of the day, even if you eat the most simple, simple nutritious food, your body is the same strong. Right? And you get the same energy and strength. It says, for sure you have to be, if you have uh, liver problems or sugar, so you see, whatever the Messiah Yisharim is saying for a healthy person, if you actually have um, different, you know, sensitivities or like, um, Glucose and all these different things, for sure you should be more vigilant not to eat, um, you know, be very careful in what you eat. Some people have cholesterol, right? There's, you, you, we, we don't need to know, God forbid, how many different sicknesses are, there are, unfortunately. He says, don't think eating these, um, unhealthy foods is good. The Satan is trying to trick you that it's good. But once you have use half of your brain, you realize that these are just poison. You know, guys, I, I, I'm a CPA. I took so many different. Do you realize how many billions of dollars these companies use? Hi. No, no, they <laughs> trick you on marketing to stuff that is like no, they put artificial flavorings. They just oh. to make it tasty. Yeah, which means MSG. MSG. It's just they, they only care about their. Stock to go up. 
And the, the CEO, CEO to make 30 million a year or 20 million a year. They don't care about your health or ethics or anything, right? It's all a trickery. So once you understand this, don't think that it's, it's, uh, so all the other pleasures of the world are the similar thing. Think deeply, guys. I'm ashamed sometimes the things I see in our community and one of my very good neighbors from Santa Monica, I just, oh my God, it's, it makes me cry how he's going through such a nasty divorce. Guys, sometimes I see some things in our community, I'm ashamed to call myself a Persian Jew. Because we just, we're not in the realm of decency anymore. You well, know? It you. And why people go to such low levels and do such outrageous, you know, and, and hurtful and, you know, so in the end of the final analysis, when we do think deeply, you know, not on a shallow level, we'll realize that the pleasures of this world are whether money, sex, whether delicious foods, it's just a, it's a figment of your imagination. It's not even real pleasure. Because the second you get it, another second, you know, I'll tell a beautiful story I heard from Stories to Inspire, Danny Avalar. It said Rabbi Krohn had gone to Israel. This story you have to hear. So th- there's this organization in Israel. It brings the most secular Israelis that have tattoos and ponytails and totally. And it, so one of the, the heads, it brings them and learns Torah with them. And they have, uh, I forgot the name of the organization. They have 40 centers now throughout Israel. Mm-hmm. So one of the leaders of them, Brings Rabbi Krohn, which is a very big, uh, we call him the Maggot of America, right? He's a very good storyteller and ethical speaker about... He brings him in and he says, you know, I want to show you a DVD. The guy has a black hat, beard. This guy comes out to be one of the best soccer players in the history of Israel, of Maccabee. So Rabbi Krohn asked him, he says, you... there's a game that he won the game and the whole Israel went crazy, right? Because it was like the Middle East World Cup, whatever. So he says, he says, I want to tell you something, Rabbi Krohn. That night that I, yes, for five seconds when I made the goal and I, my whole team hugged me and I was the telltale talk of the town in all of the state of Israel. But what did I do after that 10 minutes of glory? I got drunk. But he says, now that I'm teaching Torah, I feel so much more fulfilled. Because I, he said, he said the pleasure that I have now, the content and happiness. Guys, you have a soul. Your soul is God. This food and these worldly pleasures are animalistic. It's like, I'm sorry. It's like um, somebody that already owns the Empire State Building, you bring him Legos. Is it? Is like he bring him the most amazing Lego game. Yes, a kid that's ten years old, he builds this high rise Lego. He think like this is you know. We have to get enlightened and realize that these physical pleasures are like baby. You have you could our our soul could get to prophecy. You could get so holy that you'll know the future. You know, and then you go and play these stupid little, you know. Uh, you waste your time on these measly. I know one rabbi told me the the pleasure, the the, the pleasure, uh, the next world, 
what the like like the best feeling in, in this Me, world. Yes, it's the like, taste of uh, it's just the taste of the next world. Yeah, it's not even. Yeah, exactly. So he says just to wrap this up. It says the Shum Bal Secha. It says anybody that actually wants to put five minutes of deep thought into this and not be shallow will realize that to be abstinent, to be more hands-off, right? Not to just dig in like an animal and eat ten times or whether it's any other pleasure of this world. It's better to just smell it, taste a little, um, you know, be balanced, be, be moderation. And a lot of times when it comes to physical pleasure, less is better. Never forget that golden rule. Less is better. When you eat double, the amount you need, you get, you end up with a bunch of sicknesses. It shuts off your brain, you know, because you're out, you're acting like an animal. You're eating two times than you, you need, and then food coma. And then exactly, it's a food coma, and then you can't digest Torah, you can't digest tefillah, you can't digest anything. And our goal in this world is to do the maximum amount of mitzvot, not the maximum amount of pleasure. Pleasure.